Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. I know you're going to love her. She has been on um, One Day at a Time on Netflix, Baskets with um, Louie Anderson. She was on Grease Live when Fox did the uh, live television version. Musical. Uh, I can't even. And um, she's also in a new show with Octavia Spencer called Are You Sleeping? Which is going to be on Netflix and it's going to be... Not on Netflix. Netflix. It's going to be on Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. There's so many places. Anyway, I know you're going to love her. Please uh, welcome Hanifa Wood, who I love dearly. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. It's really good to be here. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah. I'm so excited. Things seem to be really taking off for you right now. Thank God. Thank God. Because they were low. They were low. Things were low and times were hard. Yeah. I just put a um uh Instagram post up saying that I have toilet paper and paper towels. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Winning. What a crazy what about Kleenex? Or did you just <laughs> I've never used Kleenex. No? I've always just used the a toilet sleeve? paper. Oh, okay. I just use my sleeve, but you use the <laughs> toilet, toilet paper. paper. Right. Or whatever shirt I'm wearing if I'm like sobbing yeah, for some there reason. There you go. All right, and so now the 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 uh, pantry has food in it. The pantry has food, and not only that, but I have three cases of Lacroix, just <laughs> waiting, for just waiting, it. just waiting. Whereas I would just get that one case, yeah. but then I I went to Target these past two times, and I was like, why don't you get three cases? Go so you crazy! Just, you don't run out of them. Do you can have you ever been able to go to Target and not just buy what you need? No way. No. No way. Well, actually, I'm good at going in a store, getting what I need, and getting out. Me too, but not Target. Target, I'm good. I'm actually good, actually. Yeah? Yep, absolutely. I don't have a problem. I know lots of people have problems with that, yeah. but I don't have a problem. It depends on how I'm eating, too. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. I can go in there, and if I'm if I'm eating like, like I, I'm having some feelings, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave with some gummy bears or some Cheez-Its or something the, like that. On the list. Or some Americone Ben & Jerry's. Okay. Now, I don't know if you if your target does this, does this, but I know a lot of them do. The wheels stop at a certain point in the parking lot. Oh, so you can't take them. So you can't take them. Uh, Have you ever done that? Like, wait. My sister and I were like trying to drag it and the wheels just like they lock. But why were you trying to drag Because we parked far away. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not trying to steal it. I wasn't trying to steal it, okay. but uh, yeah, they lock the wheels on some of the targets. Good for them because where I come from, people take those shopping carts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so tell us, where do you come from? I'm from Washington, D.C., born oh. and raised. And then I went to high school um, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I went to college, uh, Syracuse University. Okay. So I'm from the East Coast. Okay. And um, did you always want to be an actress? Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I think um, I was either going to go on a bad path or this path that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And luckily I had a family and a mother who really cared for me deeply and um, kicked some sense into my behind. And I I didn't want to go home one day. So they were auditioning for Hello Dolly. This was like my 12th grade year mm-hmm. of, <laughs> of high school. And I decided to audition. My girlfriend, Rachel Petty and Sarah Baker, they were auditioning for Dolly. And um, I just went, like I said, because I didn't want to go home. And then I ended up getting Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> so your friends all hated you? 
best thing. And prior to that, I didn't want to do um, all the colleges were sending you all of these uh, letters saying, come check out our school. And I, for some reason, picked Syracuse. And initially I put um, I checked engineering. I wanted to do their summer program for engineering. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't want to do any homework. So <laughs> I, I, I can sing. I can dance. Let me check musical theater. And that's where things really got solidified. Actually, it was my I was going into the 12th grade and went to that sum, that summer college program at Syracuse and it changed my life. All of a sudden it felt like I had something to live for and I had I had never felt that feeling before. Mm-hmm. I was able to have all my feelings while I was on stage that right. I couldn't have in my real life, right. you know. And um And you didn't have to do homework. And I did Well, no, that was the <laughs> that was the trick. I did have homework. Oh, you did. But it was homework that I really wanted to do that right. I was really interested in. Wow. And did your was your mom supportive of you going into the arts? So let my mom tell it <laughs> because I thought she was very supportive. What she told me later on was that she was super like, oh, my God, I can't believe Hanifa is going for musical theater. Right. Like college for freaking musical yeah. theater. Big money. Big, right. right. <laughs> instant. <laughs> raking in the dough. Instant savings account. Exactly. But she didn't tell me. And she, I, I didn't know. So she never deterred me from um, majoring in musical theater or going to college at all. Yeah. And so that that was it. So you you were not like a seven-year-old kid doing like Shirley Temple or... Uh... No, I think I had one solo in um, an elementary school. I played the violin in junior high school. I was always in the choir. Like church choir or at school choir? School choir. Okay. School choir. And um, so it didn't hit me until later on. Like for some people, it hits them when they're so young, but not for me. Okay. It was later. And do you, when you were a kid, can you um, think back to maybe one of your first experiences around money? Like maybe getting a big I used check to for your steal. birthday? You used to steal money? <laughs> <laughs> when did you start stealing money? <laughs> I Well, okay, let me tell you. And then I was such a good liar too. Uh-huh. Like maybe I just would hold on to the lie. So I stole, I think it was like 20 bucks. <laughs> Okay. And I had to have been in elementary school. I stole it from my Aunt Delphine who lived with us. Um, and I remember that I put it in an envelope. I went to CVS. At the time, it was People Drugstore. And I bought like Luden's cough drops because I thought that they were candy. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know that they were right, cough drops. That's the drops. cherry ones. The that cherry are, oh my ones. God, they're good. They taste so They're good. good. I have a cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like stealing whack stuff like that right yeah. not stealing but well i did borrowing steal. i did steal at that place but that for that time i had that 20 bucks that so was I, stolen <laughs> so but but you actually paid the store yeah exactly <laughs> totally so then i had like 17 dollars left or something like that and for some reason i had an envelope and i put the money in an envelope and i put it in my desk and the teacher if I remember this correctly, she just happened to go through my desk and found $17. And I was so young at the time to have $17 on me. So she then called, I think my mom or something <laughs> and was like, Hanifa has this money. But then when I got home, I was I swore up and down. I didn't take it. <laughs> I didn't take it. I didn't. So, I mean, maybe that was <laughs> what I was doing with my night, stealing it. That's funny. And did you have any guilt? Like, did you feel guilty that you took the money or did you feel guilty? No, I just didn't want to get caught. Right. I just didn't want to get caught. 
And yeah. Did your I, did your aunt ever? Uh, I think they were really upset with me. I can't remember because I I tell you I must have been. I don't even know. I don't even know if I was in uh, double digits yet. Yeah. And do you think that, um, like, were you, I know you could keep to your lies, but like, I'm remembering my cousin and I used to do stuff and he was always considered the bad boy. Yeah. And I was the good kid. Yeah. And so even though I could be standing there with the knife, I'd be like, I didn't do it. And they'd be like, he didn't do it. He said he didn't do it. Yeah. You know, and then my cousin would be like totally in trouble. Uh huh. And did everybody think you were the good girl? Like, is that? Well, I'm an only child. Oh, so you're <laughs> you're the special one. Well, I think everybody thought I was good. I just had moments of badness. Yeah. That's it. Well, sometimes you just need some money and it's not available. You just have to take what's there. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, not as an adult. Let me just okay, say that now. not as an adult. Not as an adult. You've but, changed. But as a kid. Yeah. I didn't steal a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> Accumulatively. Yes. I would steal things like food. Yeah. You know. Well, that's reasonable. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think the basics, it's it's fair. Right. I was hungry. Did you ever siphon gas out of somebody's car? No. No. Okay. I'm just, just checking. No. So what's... So, okay. So you stalled as a kid. Yeah. Um, that's great. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> did, so I, I obviously... You didn't get an allowance. I think at some point I did get allowance when I was maybe 16 mm -hmm. or something like that. I actually don't remember much about money okay and growing up okay um i know we i didn't know this at the time but we lived in section 8 housing growing up um up until the time i was in junior high school but i didn't know because it was a big old apartment it right. felt like you know and i wasn't paying no bills so i don't know right. what's section 8 and not section 8 um but I don't have a lot of memory about money. Mm -hmm. And did you? I remember we used to sell. How about this? We used to sell those candy bars, you know, oh, yeah. that all the kids have to sell. Uh, yeah. But then we would use the money to like pay a bill or go <laughs> eat. <laughs> and then we would have to get my mom would have to get that money back some Somehow, kind of way. Because you had to go back, to, you had to, go back to school and pay them. They're like, where's where's the butterfingers? Right. It was like, listen, we had a light bill to pay. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. No. And was did your mom like worry about money a lot? Did she ever let on to you that there was money issues or mm. pretty sheltered? I don't know if she let on, but stuff like that, having to use the money, you know, or um, I think I, I did this thing, the Kennedy Center Young Players or something when I was younger in junior high school. And I think they gave us like a stipend and we used that money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you ever have like, like my parents had... There were a lot of kids. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of money. Um, so there were a few times the electricity and the gas got cut off and we, we cooked hot dogs in the fireplace. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't remember anything ever getting cut off, to be honest with you. Like, I really feel like my mom worked really hard, mm -hmm. really, really hard. And, and, and then also, I don't even remember like... My mom loves shopping at the thrift store for herself, but I don't remember me having a whole bunch of thrift store stuff. Okay. You know? And did you feel like when you were in high school, did you at that point realize I'm in Section 8 housing or did you feel we different? Had, no, we had we had moved on up to you the moved east on side. Uh-oh. Jefferson's. <laughs> <laughs> we moved um, to 
uh, to Maryland okay. by, by that time. And um, and I was going to a, a nice high school. I guess, I, I wonder, it would be fun to have my mom here to actually discuss like what it was like during that time. I'm really interested, actually, because I don't remember, um, even in high school, having... Maybe I didn't ask for much. I just wanted food. Yeah. <laughs> it's reasonable. I like food. Yeah. I don't think I was like that type that's like, I don't remember me wanting a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. And did when you went off to college, did you feel like, um, how did you feel compared to the other students? Did you feel like same as, less than, more than? Well, I I did the, um, the program where, uh, what's it called, where you... Work study? The work study. I did work study. I did that too. <laughs> yep. I did it my first year and I did, and then I became an RA my second year. Okay. So I got room and board for free. Oh, nice. And um, I think it was a struggle for my mom though to pay, because I, I got scholarships and grants. I was doing work study uh, and still she had to come out of pocket for some. And I think that that was tough for her because she still was a single mom. Right. And at the time we had a townhouse, so she was paying for that. And I remember my aunt, she used to send me $20 in an envelope every week. So that really got me through too. <laughs> Same aunt that you took the first 20 from? Yep. <laughs> uh, maybe, yep. maybe subconsciously she's like, she needs 20 every I so know, often. I know, I know. And then I think I used to like take some of the copy money from <laughs> I owe an amends, <laughs> you know, from my work study. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we did this thing where you sell people. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm telling them myself like this, but used to uh, sell subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> but but they didn't have to give you the money right then and there. So you had to fill out these forms and I would be like, yeah, they agreed to give $50. And then you would get like a, a certain amount, right. you know, for whatever they would right. say. Five bucks. Whatever. Oh, my God. Just swindling. <laughs> and and like all literally all for food. All for food. <laughs> Just for food. <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. But I do love my food. Yes. Yeah. Me it's, too. Food is good. Well, and and I think in school it was like I was away from my family. I was homesick a lot and it was a comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's for me, it's funny when you're talking about the food stuff. We had a big family. Yeah. Um, my parents shopped for the food once a month. Mm. And when we ran out of food, uh, we, <laughs> you know, we started putting, oh, there's bread. We can make um, French onion soup or... French onion uh, soup? Y'all fancy. No, because that was the stale bread that was left oh. over. My mom would save all the heels. Oh. And, and so I, I hated French onion soup for years because I'm like, only poor people eat French onion soup. This and is, cheese fondue. Oh, my. This is making me remember me and my mom. We were just talking about this. Okay, so this is a story that um, we were talking about the movie Terms of Endearment, but we were mm -hmm. also talking about money. And I don't know if you remember this scene, but it's when she has to put she's getting groceries and she has to put groceries back because she doesn't right. have enough money. Right. And then the son is being such an a-hole. and right. He's angry about it. That was me. I was the son and my mom, we would get all this food and then get up there and we wouldn't have enough money. And yep. I would be so embarrassed. Yep. I mean, and that happened multiple. We were just talking, me and my mom were just talking about this. No, that's, I, yeah, I've been there. I used to, um, 
well, I, I grew up with Kroger's. Yeah. And so they had this cost cutters that was in a yellow package. It was like fluorescent yellow. Okay. And so in college, you know, my my grocery basket was just bright yellow because I was buying everything <laughs> generic cost cutter because yeah. I had no money. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, <laughs> he's broke and colorful. Um, but it was, so for me, we didn't, we Food was tight sometimes. Yeah. So when I started working, man, I'd go out and buy like five months worth of food mm -hmm. just in case something happened. People are like, what are you planning for? I'm like, well, you never know. Mm. The apocalypse might mm -hmm. come and I want to make sure I've got like pasta and chicken noodle soup and um, <laughs> all the stuff that's like important. <laughs> SpaghettiOs. <laughs> just in case the world comes to an end. You just never know. You've got that food. Well, for some reason, they're not going to pay me at my job for the next four yeah. months. I can eat. Yeah. Like, that was the it's biggest like thing for me. It's like afraid that you're not going to have enough. Yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. I really came from a place of scarcity. That, yeah. And not that they starved us, but I was just, I didn't like not knowing if I was going to have a meal at the end of the month. Yeah. It just was something that I probably over-dramatized, mm -hmm. but... So food gives me a lot of comfort because sure. then I can do everything else. Yeah. If I got my food. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you've done Broadway. Yeah. You've done television and all kinds of stuff. What Do you remember your first paying gig? Uh, That was probably the non-equity tour of Rent. But my first paying gig was that um, Kennedy Center Young Players. Okay. When I was young. That was the first paying gig. I think I got paid like... $500 and then another $500 or something like that. Okay. Um, but as an adult, I think it was the non-equity tour of rent, which I, I think I was getting paid $300 for the salary and $300 for the per diem. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so rich. <laughs> I'm so rich. And um, and and um, I think we had to pay for our hotels too, <laughs> but I still <laughs> felt rich. Like I was like, every time we stopped at a mall, I knew I could buy some MAC lipstick. You know, like I had it, you know, yeah, yeah. or I could go to the, um, what do you call it? The, where you get all the food, the the food court. I oh, yeah. could go to food court and get anything I anything want. I want. I get anything I want. Living it up. And right. how, what did you live it up with? What did you get at the food court? Oh my gosh. Probably bourbon chicken. That was the thing that I always got. And then I went around and got the free samples first. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> I knew they were giving samples. But that was like a big thing to be able to, because we stopped at malls all the time to get our lunches before we went into the next city. And um, I could go into the mall and buy whatever I wanted to buy. You know, I didn't have an apartment that I had rent to pay. You know, I, didn't, I don't have any kids. Right. I, so all of my expenses or just whatever I wanted at the time yeah. and how much did you save at the end of this big tour oh my gosh well how about this i did save because i ended up moving to california mm -hmm. and um i had enough to put a deposit down on a on an apartment <laughs> and i paid for the first six months of rent okay so i did pretty i don't remember how much i saved but i actually did save some but then i went home with zero right. but you paid your rent from rent <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you're so lame <laughs> that's pretty lame <laughs> oh man and then what happened um then avenue q avenue q well uh Brooklyn and then oh, Avenue okay. Q. Um, right, Brooklyn but, the musical. And I was living in New York City and by this time and um, living uh, on my own with roommates. And um, I 
I'm not, I wasn't good at saving. Right. Not at all. Okay. I was like, for the moment. For the moment. For the moment. And do you, like, was there any point, like, I know you said it's been tough, because yeah. um, now you've got paper towels and toilet paper, yeah. but there was a brief, there was a period of time, a couple years. Oh, of, for sure. Like, when, once I got here in yeah, LA things in 2012. Got really, right. Absolutely. I mean, I I quit my job, I quit Avenue Q, and drove cr- cross country with... Not even, I started out with $5,000, but I had to get my car fixed. So it ended up being like maybe $4,000 or something like that, that I drove across country. And that uh, that's all. That was all the money that I had when I got here. Okay. And then I moved in with some friends mm-hmm. for six months and who let me stay there. I don't think I paid them a penny. And I think they wanted a penny and I didn't even give it to them. <laughs> um, and they were so gracious to let me stay. And then I ended up finding a place of my own and it didn't work out there. So then I um, lucked up on the apartment that I'm still in now. Cool. Um, but I was getting unemployment for a while. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I was supplementing unemployment uh, with cleaning this woman's house mm-hmm. in the hills. Which is always fun. Oh my God. It was the worst. It yeah. was the absolute worst. I remember calling my mom like before I would even go into the house and um, because it just was not a part of my purpose. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the money. I needed it. Um, but I felt how it was so it was not a part of my purpose. Yeah. I wasn't in purpose. Yeah. And so I called her one morning and I was just sobbing like I can't believe I'm going into this house and doing this. I mean, no offense to people who are cleaning houses, but right. it just didn't feel like me. Didn't feel for you. And mm-hmm. what would you, like, if you were to articulate your purpose, what is your purpose? I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I am meant to perform and to the best of my ability. I'm meant to share. I'm meant to make people laugh. I'm meant to make people cry. I'm, I just feel like I'm, I'm meant for connection. Yeah. and In a creative way, whatever yeah. way that is. Yeah. And so there's no regret or like with that live in the moment attitude, like keeps you maybe, I don't know, mm. but from regretting like, oh, I should have done this. I should have taken a, a more stable path or um, nope. like it's like, like, this is my purpose. It's clear. It literally, you know, that song signed, sealed, delivered. I feel like God, higher power, the universe, whatever you believe in, uh, just stamped me and was like, this is you. Yeah. This is you. And I've tried to get away from it when it's when it's painful, when I wasn't working, when I felt completely in fear. I really was like, what else can I do? And then I would book a job. Right. You know, and it would always kind of like lure me back in. But I think it was my heart that was luring me back in, not anything else. And so now I'm really feeling in purpose. And I want more. And you want more. Yeah. Cool. And when you were struggling and ha- and things were tight and work wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. Did you, was there any place where you were questioning, like, do I have money blocks? Um, is this a punishment? Or why am I not getting what I want? Like, what? For sure. I, um, before I even booked this last job, I was like, okay, how come other people get waves and they get to ride them? Right. Me, I get a wave and it slams me right <laughs> back onto shore, like right. immediately. And there was some resentment there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I just, I, I got to ask this. Um, how is it working with 
Octavia Spencer. Oh, my Because I freaking love her. She's... So, not only is she super talented, right? But she's funny as hell. Yeah. And you just want to be around her. You just... uh, We spend a lot of time laughing on set, which is such a delight and not... I mean... I don't know. I've I'm I'm a part of this family on this show and it really feels like a family when we're all together. And um it's just sweet. Yeah. It's sweet working with her. And I mean it how many uh Oscars does she have? Two? I, at least. One. Oh. But like I'm working with an Oscar winner and then also Aaron Paul is in the show from Breaking oh. Bad. Oh cool. Right. Um, and then also Elizabeth Perkins, um, who just did Sharp Objects on HBO, and Lizzie Kaplan, and Tracy Toms, and Mackay Pfeiffer, and Michael Beach, like, and Tammy Roman. Like, it's just all these people that when I go to work, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm even a part of this. Yeah. It's a little bit surreal. But then everybody is so down to earth. So it's not like, oh, I'm in LA and I gotta I gotta be bowing down to these people or anything like that. They're really down to earth and cool people. Cool. So you don't feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses, you don't have to drive up in a fancy car or oh my maintain. Gosh. Let me tell you, my twenty fifteen Civic is paid for and I love driving it. That is so cool. Because <laughs> it's paid for and it's mine. And when do you remember when you made the last payment? I just got completely out of debt like two Fridays ago. Sweet. Yeah. That's got to feel really good. Um, well, how about this? So it does, but it's a little bit unbelievable. Uh, you know, so I'm having like the day that it happened, I thought that I was going to be like, yes, you know, this feels so good. But it was more like shock and like, wait, what's happening? And is some other shoe going to fall or... Right. You know, like, is this real? It's a little unbelievable. Yeah. So you have to pinch yourself? Yeah. So, like, like I. so what kept you going through the places where, you know, you know you have a purpose. Yeah. And it's to be creative. Mm-hmm. And then the waves keep crashing you down. Mm-hmm. And then what sustained you? Like, because a lot of people give up. And I mean, I think one of the things about, you know, being creative and, and staying in the game in L.A. is, is – showing up yeah yeah i was just talking to my therapist about this and because she was saying the same thing like hanifa you i was telling you go do something else go try something else and i didn't want to do anything else (laughs) that was you know point blank i didn't want to even though it was hurting me and and i wasn't so happy about where i was in my career I didn't want to do anything else. I still felt like I had been given a gift that was supposed to be used for a purpose. And I couldn't just throw it away and do something else. Nothing else fit. Yeah. That's cool. I tried, but, you know, I I did some um, uh, temping and got lots of paper cuts (laughs) from (laughs) temping. But I was no good at those things, you know? No, that's that's cool. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time mm-hmm. and talk to your younger self, mm. what advice would you give yourself um, about money, about life choices? That's such a hard question. I, I 
think it coincides what I was saying a little bit earlier, like just ride the wave. Because right. I think everything was that happened money-wise, personal life-wise, business-wise was like meant to happen. Even being here today, you know, and I'm just riding the wave. Yeah. I think it's 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 that just ride the wave. So, and is that come from just trusting yourself or just maybe it's trusting God, you know, mm-hmm. trusting that the universe that if I fall I'm going to be caught. You know. I think I think it's that. Like I've been caught every other time. Mm-hmm. You know. I had a scare with my life last year. I got caught, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't fall all the way. And um, and I just, I don't know. I think that's where stuff is from. Yeah. Do you, um, and just to follow up on that, do you think when you had that life-altering experience mm-hmm. where you almost lost your life, mm-hmm. um, did that change any of your beliefs or? Uh, it propelled me into deep fear and PTSD and it made me have to deal with all of my stuff. Mm. I think that's what it did. So it was really a difficult time, but I think it it made me. I had to grow up. Yeah, I had to really grow up. Uh, so that's not always fun. I'm always trying to avoid growing up. Yeah. But well, Hanifa Wood, it is yeah. so wonderful to see you. It's been a little bit. I and, know uh, it's so oh, good to be here. God, it's and good I'm to glad see- that we could talk about this stuff. No, it's well. One of the reasons that I I do this podcast is because I want to start conversations. Mm-hmm. There's so much shame around money mm-hmm. and people, especially in LA, but in a lot of places present that look how good my life is. And inside yeah. they're in complete terror and fear. And I just want people to know that like, they're not the only one yeah. and we all make choices and we all have our issues. But if we keep just riding the wave, yeah. as you put it, um, like life can be amazing. Yeah. So absolutely. I am so glad to have you here. Um, I'm Bob Wheeler, the host of Money You Should Ask. And please check us out on iTunes um, or the Apple podcast is the official um, name. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And Hanifa, where can we find you? Hanifa Wood at all the things. At all the <laughs> Instagram, things. Instagram, Facebook, H-A-N is a Nancy E-E, F is in Frank, A-H, Wood. Okay. Well, let's do it. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs>